You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. You're breaking me. La 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 la. I'm just right here dancing around to the rhythm. The rhythm. Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of It's a Bit Radio presented by 10,000 Takes. I'm your host, Boss Man, and I'm joined by literally nobody else. I'm sitting in the studio by myself. Uh, as you may have heard on the podcast edition of the show, uh, Wags and Jake are both, they were they both work in the tax industry and they're they're pretty bogged down by work right now. So I'm literally in here alone talking to a wall talking to the lights, talking to the managed cables, which uh, are significantly better than when they were when Rosie was here after the video I made. But yeah, this is It's a Bit Radio. If you guys don't know who we are, we're 10,000 Takes, a digital entertainment network based out of the Twin Cities that does Minnesota sports, outdoors, and events in a really humorous way through you know podcasts, blogs, videos, social media, the whole nine yards. Uh, like I said, first ever solo edition of the show. Uh, I, don't, I don't know how people can feel normal sitting in a room talking to themselves. Uh, I, you know, I feel like PA, uh, Barrero, Common Man, you know, some of the K-Fan legends in radio who host their own shows. I know they have guests and whatnot, but I'm just literally in here by myself for the next 45 minutes. So if you don't like me, you should probably change it because uh, you're stuck with me. But, I, you know, that's totally fine. Um, and, you know, I, I got to admit, like, since starting 10K, uh, you know, I, I, I am pretty honest when I don't know what something means, it, you know, especially if I sound stupid, I'm even more inclined to do it now because I think it's funny. Uh, you know, I just blurt things out loud and, and saying that this feels weird is, you know, instead of just me trying to hide it and try my best, I'm just going to be totally honest that this feels very awkward. And, and and this is to the point where like I do it networking. Like I, I was literally texting Paul Allen. We're, we're getting him on. It's a bit the podcast edition, which you can listen to anywhere. But I was texting him the other day and he said, that's a cinch. And I literally responded to him, LOL, I needed to Google what that meant. And he's like, what, the word cinch? I'm like, yeah, I've legitimately never heard that before. Like I'm the first person if I feel stupid to just say it. So by by being here alone, uh, it, it does feel very weird. But you know what? I'm going to enjoy it. We're, we're going to just enjoy this time together. And, and I'm also going to feel you know, kind of what these radio guys who, who do their own shows feel. Uh, you know, just being by themselves and just enjoying the company of myself. You know, you know, they say you can't love someone else until you love yourself. So uh, I hope by the end of this, I love myself a lot more than I do. Or I might hate myself. You know, it's it's always a possibility. But, you know, if you hear your own voice enough, maybe you like it. Maybe you don't. We're going to find out. But, you know, honestly, uh, being honest is just networking 101. Like just telling you that I feel weird. If I do anything weird, you're going to expect it because I already said it. You can't call me weird. You can't call me weird if I do anything weird because I already said I was weird. So that's literally my motto now, and I don't get I don't get offended by any of the hate. But uh, we got a fun show planned for you. Just the boss man hour. You don't call it, let's call it that boss man hour. I'd usually ask for validation, but myself is all that is. Uh, so I'm gonna go through bit of the week. You know, obviously it's just myself. So I wrote down like five bits for you guys. I'm also gonna do a draft by myself. Like I'm a child in the basement playing NFL draft, except I'm a 24-year-old man in, in my basement in my studio doing the draft. And uh, on this day in history, 
January 29th. So we got a fun edition of It's a Bit Radio for you guys planned. Uh, let's start off with Bit of the Week. Uh, you, you know, I should, I should start like sitting at the other tables and talking to myself like, oh, Jake, what's your bit this week? And then I run to the other mic and I'm like, well, Jack, my bit this week is talking about the Gophers because that's what literally fuels my entire being, whether it's uh, motivational, sexual, I, it's it's all fueled by the Gophers. And then I run to the other chair. Oh, Zane, what do you have to say about that? Uh, yeah, J- you know, I, I might just go insane. You know, I might not even make it the 45 minutes without punching a hole in the wall or something. I'm already doing it. But uh, all right. Bit of the week, folks. If you're new here, thank you for listening to the Boss Man Hour. Um, bit of the week is just kind of like our signature joke or, or funny bit that we like to call it. Uh, the first one I have for you is the Christmas tree in February bit. So uh, we we run ten thousand takes out of, of what we call the ten k house. It's a it's a nice big house in Plymouth that you know a few of us live in. We run the operation out of, and uh, we bought we actually got a Christmas tree. We cut it down the night after the the day after the cup snake, which is bananas that we were able after drinking that many beers to not only drive somewhere uh, the next day, you know, be able to present ourselves and uh, go to a tree farm, but also put in the work to cut one down and drag it out. But uh, that tree that we cut down that day is still in our living room. It's just dead. It's dying. The branches are hanging off. The trunk is, like, decaying. Uh, It looks like what I'd imagine a tree in hell would look like, to be honest. Uh, So if you do live in the greater Plymouth area and you know how to get rid of a Christmas tree, I feel like I'm saying how to get rid of a body, how to get rid of a decaying Christmas tree, let me know. Uh, I'm I'm guessing we're just going to wait. Until we can get rid of the uh, 24 extra large bag of leaves that we have in journalist Jake's parking spot in the garage. Uh, maybe that's what we'll do with it. Maybe we'll cut it up into a few pieces and put it, put each piece in the trash can once for like four garbage rotations. I don't know. I don't know what the best thing to do is. So send me a DM if you know how to get rid of the Christmas tree and make it be free. Like we already had to pay a lot for a live tree to cut it down. We probably could have saved money by getting like a used one on Facebook Marketplace that was fake that we could literally just put in a storage room every year. But we put in the work and we paid for the money to get a real tree. So you know what? At this point, I just wanted to get rid of the thing for free. Um, I also looked it up. It takes approximately six months for a Christmas tree to fully decay. So I could just let that happen and then uh, let it ruin the vacuum when I inevitably try to vacuum up the way too large of pieces that are left and all the pine needles. Uh, so I also don't want to pay for a new vacuum cleaner because that is just inevitable as well. So uh, what am I going to do with it? Well, you know, actually, instead of being honest and saying I was going to do those things, I'm, I'm going to lie to you guys and uh, avoid getting canceled by reading off some eco-friendly ways of disposing of a Christmas tree. Uh, so here's here's three eco-friendly ways of getting rid of your Christmas tree from MIC.com, which I have absolutely no idea what that is. Um, yeah, so turn it into mulch. Okay, the best thing you can do with your Christmas tree is to recycle it, and the most efficient way to do that is turning it into mulch. Uh, I don't have a mulcher. I'm not a psychopath. I feel like only serial killers possess those types of machines. Uh, I, I don't know what really we do with it with mulch. Um, we don't really have landscaping. We have trees that shed way too many leaves, hence the 22 extra large bags of leaves we have in the garage. But uh, we do have like an area for a fire pit outside. I guess we could burn it. Uh, my Our neighbors probably don't like us already because of the, uh, well, we moved in, played a little game of football in the backyard. There was some fireball. There was some loud cursing. No one yelled at us, but we got a lot of looks. So I don't know if like a drunken, and yes, we're not going to have a bonfire without drinking. So I, I think a bonfire is probably not the best way to get them on our side. So I, I think if we're going to turn it into mulch, I almost need to sell it 
at like a, an open market where I can exchange it for various spices or weaponry to use when uh, someone tries to invade the 10K house. That's the only really value I think I can get from mulch. So I think we're going to skip on that one. Um, the second one, return it to nature. That That's a joke, right? I'm not going to go put it back in the ground. It's dead. It's, it's like saying, yeah, let's put a dead body back into the hospital like it was just born again. I can't, you can't do that. That's not how the world works. Uh, even if the tree is already dead, it can serve as a useful home for animals and insects. I find that hard to believe considering it's just very dead. Keeping America Fishing, an advocacy organization for protecting fish, recommends sinking your tree in a nearby fish habitat. So you're telling me I can just go throw it in the lake? I feel like I'm going to get canceled for that. Like I said, this whole list of, of things I'm, I'm listing off to do with Christmas trees is so I don't get canceled. Uh, you could donate it. While gifts usually go into the Christmas tree, the tree itself can be a wonderful gift as you give it to the right person. I'm not going to give my dead Christmas tree to another person and say, look how good I am donating my tree to charity. I'm not going to do that. So, uh, yeah, if you guys have a better idea with how I can get rid of my tree without, um, you know, looking like a terrible person or getting yelled at by my city, let me know. You're listening to It's Bit Radio. It's just the boss man hour. I'm by myself. I'm giving you guys kind of my bits of this week. All right. Next one I got. Outdoor hockey season tournament bit. Uh, 10K has a pond hockey team that's playing this weekend up in Scandia for the Minnesotan Cup. We're actually playing uh, right now when this airs. Uh, deal breaker. I'm, I'm, I'm recording this ahead of time because I got to coach the hot pond hockey tournament. Uh, by the way, when I coach the, uh, the, the pond hockey team, I'm showing up with 24 clipboards and a whole liter of fireball. Uh, so I, I plan on also throwing in huge amounts of chew and not saying a single word to the players, just staring at them, kind of like crossing my arms and looking down at the bench to see what we got, but not actually calling any plays because any good coach in history just looks pissed off and doesn't actually do anything. Um, but really, you know, whether we're drinking beer out of the Minnesotan, Minnesotan cup or, uh, we're in the hospital with someone who tears their ACL, we're really looking forward to a uh, pond hockey season, especially these tournaments that are outdoors. I know they do a lot around the cities that we'll have to compete in and whatnot. But, uh, you know, I, I will not be playing. Like I said, I'll be coaching. I'm still dealing with ankle issues from the first few times I, I've tried skating. I, I grew up playing basketball, which I will say is one of the biggest regrets of my life. Uh, so, you know, we're, uh, we're just kind of going to roll with that, the coaching bit, and uh, we'll continue to learn to skate, but I'll get there eventually, I promise. And then uh, finally, my final bit I have is the uh, is it summer bit. So last week it, it, it was uh, like negative 12 on Tuesday and Wednesday, I think it was. And then on uh, Wednesday, actually, and Thursday, we finally hit warm temperatures. We're in the 30s now. Happy Saturday. We're finally in the 30s. Basically, the reason I say is it summer bit is because I don't honestly even need to wear a coat these few days. I feel like it's summer. You might see some of those psychopaths uh, break out shorts. You might see baller shorts. You might see some cargo shorts, some pink T-shirts from like a middle school basketball tournament that a paint on them from a few summers ago. You might see a few guys wearing that. Uh, the polar plunge, we did that last year, and it was like 30-some degrees. I honestly felt like we were cheating. So if anyone's doing the polar plunge over the next few weeks, just know you basically are cheating. I felt terrible when we did it last year when it was in the in the mid-30s, and that's basically what summer is, is jumping in a lake when it's too cold. But uh, unfortunately, there are a few downsides to temperature swings. As much as we love feeling it jump, you know, 30, 40 degrees in a matter of two days. Uh, the whole it's at summer bit does have its downsides. So let me read a few off. <clears throat> One of them being uh, it screws up your body. As you can tell, I'm, I sound congested. Uh, my throat is dry. I, I honestly believe that, like, I get sick 
when, when it gets really cold and then really warm or vice versa. It's probably my own fault because I don't dress appropriately, but you can't expect me to go day by day with my wardrobe. Like I'm going to go in swings. If I'm going to wear a coat, it's going to be for the next seven days straight. If I'm going to wear a straight sweatshirt outside, it's going to be for a week straight. You can't, you can't get me to adjust to, to these crazy temperatures. It screws up my body. I'm not smart enough to talk about getting sick. I don't really know what goes into that. I've heard the rumors where they're like, oh, well, you know, just because it's cold out doesn't mean, you know, you're going to get sick. I, I don't even want to get into that. But uh, I'm just going to say it screws up my body. I, I feel, I, you know, there's another bit that goes along with this. It's the sick all winter bit where it's not, you know, if I'm sick or not, it's how sick I actually am. And I've been pretty good the last few weeks, but now I'm starting to get into something again. So we'll see where that takes me. Uh, last time it took me to the Omicron uh, COVID vi- uh, variant. So uh, the next one, it creates potholes. For those of you who are listening that went to UND, University Avenue is pothole city every year because of these crazy temperature swings from minus 30 to, to 40 degrees in a two-day span. It literally turns the road into putty, and these holes just get created that make it absolutely miserable to drive down. Every time you drive your vehicle down a road like University Avenue, Grand Forks, you think your wheels are going to fall off like you see in the movies and your car is going to fall apart. You laugh, but that's actually possible on a road that sucks that much. And let me tell you about potholes up there. It got so bad to the point, remember when Domino's was run, were, were running those campaigns where it's like, hey, send us votes for, you know, we're going we're gonna to invest $2 million in fixing roads because pizzas get so messed up on bumpy roads. You know, let us know where you think we should we should donate the money to. And they donated like over half of it to Grand Forks, North Dakota to fix potholes because it's just so terrible when the roads get like that. I remember Domino's legitimately paid to have that road fixed. They fixed it. And the next winter when I was a senior, it was twice as bad. So potholes just aren't good. You know, on top of me getting sick, there's a good sniffle for you. Uh, potholes suck. Uh, and then finally, we got icy roads and sidewalks. So, you know, you, you get a lot of snow. It freezes. It gets really warm and things get slushy and you almost got to go outside wearing your damn rain boots because you're walking in puddles no matter where you go. It's unavoidable. But then what's terrible is it all freezes again and it's slick. You, you drive down the road. There's a car crash every literally every mile. You see cars on the sidewalk in the ditch. You see tow trucks in the ditch from trying to get the cars in the ditch. But what I will say, there is one upside to uh, icy roads and, and icy sidewalks. I don't want anyone getting hurt. I'm not advocating for that. But it is funny when you see one of those like YouTube videos where it's like the camera was locked in one position. It may have been a security cam, like a ring cam, or someone was just filming. And legitimately, like seven or eight people walk on that slippery spot and fall, and like no one survives it. I will say, uh, when it gets slick like that, those videos are great in addition to videos of people legitimately skating down the sidewalks. Like I've talked about wintertime in Minnesota and how, you know, we get like the, the stereotypes like Booger McFarlane saying the people in Minnesota got nothing better to do, but stack cups, you know, and, and people give us this, uh, this persona of living in the tundra and having nothing to do, but play with snow. But then you get people water skiing on Lake Superior on January 8th. I went into that a whole other episode of it's a bit radio, I think, or either that, or it's a bit, and then you have people that skate down the sidewalk or they go out, they, they, they have like a water skiing rope and they're on a snowboard and they get pulled behind a truck. As cool as I think those things are, it does not help our stereotypes. But what I will say is when those videos come out, we get to see people fall a lot. We get to see people doing dumb stuff in the streets. It's worth it. it you know, it's worth the temperature change. So uh, that was bit of the week, folks. We're going to take a really quick commercial break. We'll be right back uh, with me drafting things. I'm going to sit and draft things 
for 15 minutes by myself. You're listening to the Boss Man Hour of It's a Bit Radio, presented by 10,000 Takes on the Fan. I needed a soft-hearted, hard-headed, outspoken, wide-open, high-hoping, holding it down. Straight shooting, sweet-talking, hair-raising, loud-walking, angel with feet on the ground. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to It's a Bit Radio, presented by 10,000 Takes on the Fan. I am your... Sadly, solo host, boss man, just in the 10K studio by myself on this lovely Saturday. But uh, you know what? The show must go on. You know, that that's that's the mentality of a real leader is when no one else can be in the studio. Uh, my ass is going to be in here. So and by the way, I'm referring to a donkey. Don't try to get me. Uh, what is it? The FCC? Yeah, FCC is it just won't let me be. That's the classic radio bit. But uh We've already done bit of the week. Next, we're going to do a draft. So here at 10K, we like to do drafts, kind of like the you know NFL draft or NBA draft, NHL draft, except we like to draft uh, more interesting real-life things, like worst sounds, funniest uh, funniest sounds we've done. Uh, we've done best smells, best jobs, worst jobs. Speaking of uh, sounds, today we're going to draft the worst sounds. And, and, and the worst sounds actually might be the way I try to make fun of Jake, the way he does the, the, the sound effect and whatnot. Uh, talk about in the first segment when I said sitting here, I feel like a crazy person. You wait until this segment. I'm going to legitimately sound like a maniac uh, just going down this list and basically talking to myself with the sound effects. But you know what? Show goes on. All right. Do, 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 do. In the 2022 Worst Sounds Draft, Boss Man selects uh, someone just abruptly yelling when there's no reason to, breaking silence. Uh, I'm the kind of guy who just loves silence. I, I hate loud noises. Uh, I, I don't know if that's some sort of condition or what it is, but I'm the kind of guy who really hates when people just start shouting abruptly for no reason. You know, there are times to shout, like at sporting events or, you know, when it's loud and you got to talk over someone or, you know, when you're in a club. But when you're in a room full of silent people and someone just doesn't read it and they just start screaming or they're talking like way too loud, I hate it. It's legitimately the worst sound is someone just raising their voice to a point where it's just completely unnecessary. So, um, yeah, the first pick I have in the worst sounds draft is someone just abruptly yelling when there's no reason to. All right. Do, 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 do. In the 2022 worst sounds draft, boss man also selects, dang, I got two first round picks, uh, the alarm going off in the morning. And I'm not talking about your iPhone alarm. I'm talking about for those of you who are old enough to remember like alarm clocks before it was just your phone or your tablet. And specifically one alarm clock. I know we started with the one that had like the dinger on it, like physical bells. I feel like that wasn't terrible, although that's like the most iconic version of an alarm clock. Like in SpongeBob, they have that one and, you know, all the cartoons. But the digital ones that would do E, 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 and they, they wouldn't have a, you know, they might have a snooze button. They might just go on forever. And it just hurt your brain. Like you will, speaking back to my first pick, you wake up and it would just, your brain would just be painful from it. And I've heard, videos people have posted on Twitter where it's like, does this give anyone PTSD? And it's that sound. And there's so many people who are like, God, I had an alarm clock like that for years. I know growing up, uh, my parents bought me an alarm clock, you know, whenever I started school or whatnot. And it was one of those clocks that had that really loud, annoying sound. The more you listen to it, like the higher pitch it got and the more it just crawled into your brain and into your ears. And uh, alarm clocks are really just the worst. I mean, now, you know, with iPhones, we have these really nice, like, harmony, like, playing the, playing the, oh, man, what is it? It's that big, it's that big instrument with a lot of strings. It's not a, it's not a guitar. It's not a cello. Uh, a hymn? Is that what those things are called? The, you know, like, golden pipes kind of things? 
Uh, yeah. So like they have those things now, or they have like birds chirping, or they have like the the very soft like flutes that play. Uh, so you know the old fashioned alarm clocks that would just scream in your ears. Uh, that is my number two pick for the worst drafts. And by the way, you're listening to It's a Bit Radio. It's just Boss Man by himself, trying to keep myself busy, uh, doing kind of a solo draft of of the worst sounds in the world. So uh, let's go to the third pick. Do 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 do. In the third overall pick in the 2022 Worst Sounds Draft, Boss Man selects uh, chainsaws. I just hate chainsaws. I think they're so loud. Uh, I think that they, you can, you know, when your neighbor's like out cutting trees down at six in the morning, thinking like, oh, you know, it's not that loud. Like they got windows, they got walls. You guys, have, anyone have neighbors like that who are just psychos who have to do yard work early in the morning? Because, you know, they probably have plans or whatever, but that's what you get when you own a house. You know, you got to find time. Uh, that's maybe other than during the weekend to uh, actually do your yard work. And they just kind of ruin everyone else's weekend by, by just doing the chain, they running the chainsaw for way too long. on like a Saturday, like an aggressive amount of time, like six hours on a Saturday of chainsaw. Like, oh, maybe you get like a 10 minute break when he goes to get another beer. Or he goes to fill up the thing with gas. But for some reason, just the sound of the, the hissing sound that chainsaws make, it's really just terrible. Any machinery just sucks. Like it's 2022 you know, cars are electric now. Uh, we've invented blankets that have uh, like the Snuggie. That was a pretty big deal. Can we just invent machinery that's quieter? Because I'm just, I'm, I'm just over. I'm just over the sounds of, of uh, you know, weed whacking. That's another one, a weed whacker, when you can hear whipping, hitting crap and, and whatnot. Um, the chainsaw sucks. I'm, I'm uh, Yeah, the chainsaw's a pretty easy third pick for me. But uh, let's move on to pick number four. By the way, if you've ever done a draft just by yourself, for those of you who are laughing at me and calling me crazy, if you've ever done a mock draft, this is basically what you're doing. So don't don't come after me. This is about you. All right. Do, 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 do. With the fourth overall pick. Yeah, wait, this is number four. Fourth overall pick in the worst sounds draft. Boss man selects when someone says, I hate to be a pain or I hate to be that guy or no offense, basically saying, listen, I'm about to tell you something you're really not going to like, and I'm going to try to soften the blow in a very fake way. That's just not going to do anything for you. So uh, the first one, I hate to be a pain. It's usually like, Hey, I hate to be a pain, but can you like run and go get this for me? Like I can't, like my dog is sick and like I got a sniffle or, you know, like when someone's going to ask you to do a favor that they even know sucks, but they are going to make you do it anyways. They try to say, I hate to be a pain. It's like, well, if you really hated to be a pain, then you wouldn't ask me to do it in the first place. So I think you actually want to be a pain. Am I, am I crazy? Am I off base there? You know, that's, that's one of them. Uh, I hate to be that guy. The person who says, I hate to be that guy. It's like, they're like, Hey, I hate to be that guy, but can you like not do this anymore? Or can you go get that for me? Or like, you know, can you, I don't know. It's just like, you are that guy though. If that's what you want to do, you're that guy. You have to either own it or just shut up and take it. That's all I got to say is, so don't ever say, I don't I hate to be that guy before doing something because you probably do want to be that guy. Whatever this, this thing is that you're going to force on someone else is going to mean enough to you to where you do want to be that guy. So, uh, I just got to say that one. And then the third one is no offense. You can't say no offense right before you're going to offend someone. It does not do anything. I can promise you, you're not going to make someone less mad by saying no offense before you just downright offend them. Or you probably wouldn't have to say no offense in the first place. So, uh, yeah, just saying uh, I hate to be a pain, I hate to be that guy, or no offense before you offend someone. 
do do. By the way, when you're doing these things alone, man, I haven't. Usually, I get breaks when I talk. It's just nonstop talking. I once again, mad respect to radio guys who do it completely alone without a producer, um, especially when when they're sick all year like me. But all right, here's the fifth round pick. Do fifth pick of the first round by myself. Do 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 do. In the fifth overall pick of the 2022 Worst Sounds Draft, Bossman selects Brittany Lynn Mahomes yelling. Uh, Patrick's fiance. I made we, we made a clip on TikTok. It was a, a, a viral. We'll we'll call it a viral clip of uh, the podcast where we were talking about how we were going to cancel Jackson and Brittany for just yelling all the time and dumping champagne on freezing cold fans that were below the. Uh, below the, the 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 warm press bo- the warm family box that they were sitting when when the, when they won that game like listen I, i'm all for spraying champagne i sprayed champagne all over people when we won the 2016 national championship in hockey but the fact that they did it to people who like were just sitting down there it just blows my mind it's funny the reason i say it was a viral tiktok is because a lot of people agree with me but there's also a large amount of people who were hating on me calling me uh you know various names like a loser a party pooper uh, an idiot, I guess I got called an idiot quite a few times, a wannabe podcaster, even though I was podcasting in the video, so I don't quite understand that one. But just her yelling, it's like them, her and Jackson yelling. And, and if you're trying to defend some of these people, I, I don't know why. I don't know why you would ever try to defend Jackson Mahomes, who shut down, literally shut down a business in Kansas City um, because they wouldn't let him in because he thought he was a celebrity or something. And then just Britney, just 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 constantly just scream. I mean, there's screaming, and then there's like I don't even know what's happening with her, man. But it's it's almost to the point where it's like stressful, like like you think she's gonna die or she's in pain or something. And uh, you know, Patrick Mahomes, he's he's a godsend. He's a great quarterback. But uh, you know, I think it's time to I think it's just time to ditch these two, man. They're just I just don't think they're good a good look. And for all the people on TikTok that are mad at me about it. Saying that I'm obsessed with this family, that's just that just kind of blows my mind. But you know, I also just find it hilarious at this point that that people are so upset about offending people who deserve to be, uh, um, you know, offended. But uh, anyways, all right, moving on. Do 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 do. In the 2022 worst sounds draft, Bossman selects a small barking dog. If you own a small dog. And uh, you're not willing to to take care of it enough to the point where it's just going to sit there and bark and bark and bark. And if you're to the point where uh, you're just completely immune to it, yeah, you're just creating pain for so many people. I, I lived in an apartment that allowed dogs. And, and honestly, I was down with it at first. I mean, I'm, I'm a big dog guy. I love, I love animals. I think you should be allowed to have them in your home as long as they don't completely destroy everything. But across the hall, there was a dog that clearly was unattended, just barking away all day, all night. You could just hear it yapping through the walls. Uh, my parents, where they live, there, there's a lot of dogs there, and, and they're usually fine. But people who have the small dogs that just bark all day, like that that's just the worst sound ever. And like I said, I know you're probably immune to it because you've just learned to drown it out, but like you got to do something about it. You got to, I don't know what you got to, I mean, if you're the one who wanted a dog, like you got to find a way to get it to stop barking, whether that's, you know, letting it inside, playing with it. I, I don't know what the answer is because I don't own a dog. But I, I have just as good of an answer as other people because some people just let the damn things just bark all day and they don't do anything about it. And there's really not a more annoying sound, at least that comes out of an animal, than a, than a small dog that, that just yips nonstop. So uh, with the with the sixth pick, we got a small barky dog. All right, seventh pick. You're listening to It's a Bit Radio. Boss man by himself just drafting things like a, a psychotic person. 
or, or a kid who's playing and aspires to one day be Roger Goodell and uh, own a $40 million helicopter, whatever was part of his recent contract, whatever. All right. Do, 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 do. With the sixth overall pick in the worst sounds draft, boss man selects along the same lines of screaming baby. If this was like, this would be like the same exact player from another team. And I just drafted him screaming babies. That's a terrible sound too, man. I mean, I, I get that babies are a hard thing to take care of. Uh, I, I couldn't be a father right now. Honestly, I always make the joke. I'm not very good at taking care of myself. I don't know how anyone would ever trust me with another human life, but uh, yes, yeah, screaming babies suck. They're just loud. They don't stop. Uh, usually it's in a public place where someone shouldn't have brought a baby. Sometimes you've ever been in a movie theater. What's happened. I have a uh, church happens all the time, especially like the Christmas ser- service. And you know, you get 99% of parents who are great and will bring it to the back in the nursery. But then there's that 1% of parents who have too much pride and think that they can handle the situation. And then the kid just keeps on crying and crying and crying and crying. And it just ruins everything for everybody. Uh, screaming babies. I understand that the babies cry, they scream, but, uh, for those parents who actually take them out and, and do something about it, you are the real MVPs. While the parents who you know just keep going on Twitter or once again ha- are just immune to it, uh, please just do something about it. Just help the kid out. The kid just wants to be helped out. He's screaming. All right. We only got time for a few more picks before commercial, but uh, this is the worst sounds draft on It's a Bit Radio. Do, 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 do. With the seventh overall pick. In the worst sounds draft, boss man selects. I got a, a kind of a sleeper pick here, but for those of you who are old enough to remember the old PCs and all of their amazing sound effects, the error sound, dun, like whenever you'd try to do something that the computer wouldn't let you do, it would just make that dun sound and it just pissed you off because you'd probably try it again and again and again. Back then, we didn't quite know how computers worked, so we thought, you know, hey, maybe if I try clicking this button eight more times, it might actually let me in. And you just hear that sound eight times in a row, and you you probably just don't want to hear it again. So among the many sounds that computers make that we don't like in phones, uh, the the done in the PC is uh, definitely uh, kind of a lead contender for me. But like I said, only a certain audience of people remember that one. And I got time for one more pick. So dun, 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 dun. In the 2022 Worst Sounds draft, the eighth pick. Boss man selects when you're a kid and you hear your name get called by one of your parents. When you're in the basement playing Xbox or playing with your friends or you're outside and you just hear a very angry call from your mom or dad, you know, something that you forgot to do, something that you just got yelled at, homework you didn't do, chores you got to do now. Usually when your mom and dad call you or, you know, they're yelling for you, it's probably not going to be something that you like. Maybe there's a surprise upstairs. Maybe, you know, you're late for your birthday party or whatever and life is good. But I'm going to guess about 90% of the times your parents are calling your name. It's for something that's negative. So uh, that sound, even my mom, like 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 living at home, if I still get called up by my mom, I mean, now, now that we live in the age of phones, she usually texts me. But if I still hear that, I kind of cringe a little bit like, oh, like, uh, did she find my report card? Even though I've been out of school for like three years, I still kind of get the PTSD from that. But uh, that was uh, a solo draft of the worst sounds draft. I hope you guys could relate to a few of those picks. And I, I hope it helps you in your upcoming fantasy draft. No, I'm kidding. But uh, I've done bit of the week. We've done the worst sounds draft. We're going to take one more commercial break and cap off the show with On This Day in History, January 29th. You're listening to It's a Bit Radio, the solo boss man hour presented by 10,000 Takes on the fan. All 
righty, everybody. Welcome back to It's a Bit Radio, presented by 10,000 Takes and the Fan. I'm your solo host, boss man, all by myself. Uh, if I had a button bar, the studio is... We just figured out cable management, so we're not quite at like a, a technological level we'd like to be at with cameras and, and mic quality. And a button bar, man. I would love to have sound effects that I could use. Like, I do the, I'm so lonely, I'm so lonely, I'm so, I don't know the rest of the word set song, uh, but there's the other song. One is the loneliest number you could ever be. Two... Could be as bad as one. It's the loneliest number. No, I don't know the rest. But uh, yeah, being alone in here kind of sucks, but it's definitely, I've come around to it since the beginning. Uh, my perspective on it has changed. I'm now, I could now consider myself a, a solo radio guy. I probably need to put some work into it because sometimes I just don't know how to fill the time. But uh, all right, let's move into this final segment. We've done bit of the week drafting the worst sounds. We're going to cap off the show with On This Day in History. We got January 29th, a very historic day in the land of our planet. Uh, 1861, man, that's uh, how many years before I was born, Carrie, the two. Uh, in, in America, Kansas became the 34th state of the Union. <laughs> like I said, I'm sick. Um, the only joke I could find out of this is uh, with Kansas becoming a state, eventually Kansas University followed the, the Jayhawks, which was also the birth of, of the bandwagon college basketball era. Because if you go to any college fan or uh, any college campus for a party, you'll find, you know, well outside of Kansas or, or heck, even the Midwest, you're going to find at least one person with a University of Kansas uh, basketball jersey, uh, rock chalk, Jayhawk, whatever the, the hell they say. Um, but uh, yeah. The birth of Kansas was eventually the birth of bandwagon college basketball fans. So I guess congrats to Kansas on that. Uh, okay, next, we got 1924. R. Taylor patented the ice cream cone rolling machine. So I, I don't quite know if this makes the cones, if it makes the ice cream with the cones. Um, but all I can say about that is hopefully that one works all the time, unlike, or at least works some of the time, unlike the ice cream machine at McDonald's which literally works none of the time. It's 2021. Uh, McDonald's can't even, not a sponsor of the show, McDonald's can't even get their ice cream machine to work like one in every like five tries. So uh, I hope that this one in the 1920s worked like one in every 10, and they're probably already doing better than McDonald's. So uh, go technology innovation. All right, 1936, January 29th. We had the first members of the Major League Baseball's Hall of Fame were named in Cooperstown, New York. And uh, unfortunately, among those names, Barry Bonds does still not go there. I'm not going to get into this whole baseball thing, steroids, not steroids, cheating, whatever. But uh, I think Barry Bonds deserves to be there. You know, he he changed the game forever. Whether he got caught or not wasn't really his fault. I mean, he was just doing what he was able physically to do. I mean, you, you, you can't you can't say he cheated if he never got caught, right? I mean, technically, has anyone ever committed a crime if they were never charged? Yeah, but a crime has a law, a law angle there. No, I'm kidding. I, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of indifferent on it. I know like people are pretty upset that David Ortiz got in, uh, despite the fact that if you took away all of his, no. So if you took his on base percentage and you compared it to Barry Bonds, but you stripped all of Barry Bonds' home runs, uh, Barry Bonds would still have a higher on base percentage. So like, despite the the steroids or whatnot, Barry Bonds was just a hell of a baseball player. 
and it is kind of ridiculous that he's not in the Hall of Fame. It's also ridiculous that they leave this up to like MLB journalists. I think they should leave Hall of Fame votes to fans or you know maybe like veterans of the game rather than legitimately just journalists who are probably going to be I mean I know fans are going to be extremely opinionated but journalists are probably going to be the same way. Uh so you know David Ortiz belongs there. I think Barry belong Barry Bonds belongs there as well. And the steroid era would literally save baseball. No one gave a damn about baseball until people started jacking home runs. So I think at the very least, these journalists should thank Barry Bonds for allowing them to still have a job to write about a sport that probably would have died if it weren't for people actually hitting home runs. Uh, so I guess uh, 30, 1936 Major League Baseball's Hall of Fame was found in Cooperstown, New York, and you know Bonds still isn't there. But uh, you're listening to It's a Bit Radio, just solo boss man doing On This Day in History, January 28th. All right, we got 1963. The first members of the NFL's Hall of Fame were named in Canton, Ohio. Uh, the cool thing is about this is that the NFL and uh, the MLB decided to just randomly start their Hall of Fame membership on the same day. I don't know what the significance of January 29th are, honestly. Um, I'm really not sure why. I, I would have thought there'd be a better day. Than that, okay, kind of a less random day than that, but the fact that they both did it on the same day could be kind of a Twilight Zone conspiracy angle. You never really know. Uh, but, you know, that's cool, too. NFL, NFL's Hall of Fame, all sorts of awesome people have been added to that. Uh, quite the class coming in this year that, that we're, we're happy to see. Um, but, yeah, so that was, that was a ni- 1936, ironically, before the start of World War II. Uh, 1963, oh, we just did that. Uh, 1987. This one's interesting. Uh, Physicians, as weekly, announced that the smile on the face of Leonardo da Vinci's Mona Lisa was caused by facial facial paralysis resulting from a swollen nerve behind the ear. So I I don't... We're breaking down a painting. I mean, Mona Lisa was obviously like a real woman who was painted by da Vinci in, in debatably the... Well, no, not debatably, the most famous piece of artwork of all time. Would it occur to these physicians or to uh, physician, phys- physicianis, one half? I don't know. That didn't get copied over, right? My bad. Uh, A1 journalism there. But how would they know from a painting whether someone had a medical condition or not? I would just probably credit that to just the, the artist screwing up maybe. That could have been what happened. Um, debatably, you could say that the painting you know, back then was just different. Maybe they just had different styles of painting people's faces, which now could be interpreted as medical conditions. I don't know. And apparently the Mona Lisa is like way smaller in real life than it looks. Um, I know a lot of people who go out to Italy, who've been out to Italy and they, I think that's where it is. Yeah. Once again, solo boss man episode, dumb guy moments all over the place, but uh, apparently it's really small. And the fact that people travel all over the world to just go see a very small painting that you probably have to see over like 10 other guys to freaking look at because it's probably just that popular. I just don't see I I don't see the appeal in art, especially art that you're going to have to travel for and you're barely going to get to see any of. Uh, maybe we could get um, Nicholas Cage in there to not only sing some karaoke, but attempt to steal that as well, uh, just so we can get the National Treasure movies to come back as kind of a reboot. So that's an idea. And maybe you can change it so that Mona Lisa is healthy. Because, yeah, I guess we're just analyzing artwork based on whether people are sick or not. All right, moving on. On this day in history, January 29th. In 1996, President Jacques Chirac announced the definitive end to nuclear testing. French President 
So what I don't get about this, he was like, hey, guys, I'm done. I'm done, like, testing nukes. But I feel like in this time, no one has stopped, I feel like, testing nukes since nukes became a thing. You know, the Cold War, I feel like it's still kind of going on. I'm not, gonna, I'm, not, I'm not good with politics, so if I'm wrong on any of this, just don't, don't come after me. But it, it feels like no one really ever stopped testing nukes all over the world, and France was just like, yeah, well, I just want to let everyone know, like, we're not testing nukes anymore. Like, cool, like everyone else still is. That's just like someone say, saying, yeah, yeah, I just want to let you guys know, like, I donated $10 to a GoFundMe for a girl who has cancer in Ohio. It's like, oh, okay. I mean, like, we're not donating to that. Are we supposed to feel bad about it? Like, we're not going to donate to it. Uh, I, I don't know. Like, I, I'm not sure why France thought that they were just being different by, you know, not announcing that or by not testing anymore and needing to tell everybody. But uh, I, I'd love to know what would happen in the situation where World War Three breaks out and everyone starts nuking each other. And France is like, oh, yeah, well, we stopped testing like a while ago. So we're, we'll just team up with someone who has a bunch of nukes and like they can do the job and we'll like, you know, help out like where we can. It's like, no, you need, if you want to be in the game, you need nukes. What a screwed up talk topic for me to be talking about on the radio. But, you know, that's just what happens when you get a solo boss man episode. I'm going to ramble. I'm going to rant. I got no one else to support. I don't even have someone to talk when I want to drink water. Like, I want to drink a water right now, and you're going to hear dead air. It's bad for radio. Listen, ready? Ugh. That's ASMR to you. Well, you're welcome for that. But yeah, that happened in 1996, the year before I was born. And uh, finally... 1999, we got the U.S. Senate delivered subpoenas for Monica Lewinsky and two presidential advisors for private videotape testimony in the impeachment trial. So, yeah, Monica Lewinsky, you know, a woman who was close to Billy Clinton. Um, I was not really of, of age to, like, understand any of this. I was two years old when all this happened. So, you know, take my historical my historical takes with a uh, with a word, with a grain of salt. But uh, you know what? Bill Clinton was just getting it on with Monica Lewinsky in the Oval Office. I, I don't personally believe he was the only person, the only president who ever did that. Honestly, if I was president, I think that would be kind of a thrilling moment to just have intercourse for the first time as a as standing president in the Oval Office. Uh, in my opinion, I feel like that's something that you would do on day one, and then you'd probably just take a picture of it and hide it forever, and that's like your cherished moment, right? Like if you got anything out of the presidency other than just you gained a bunch of years on your life and you look like you're 80 years older, uh, at least you had you had sex in that in in that Oval Office. So that's just a, a credit to them. Uh, but yeah, Monica Lewinsky got got pinched for it. But uh, honestly, she went from you know an advisor, a secretary, to a very famous person. I think she she's done all sorts of stuff in her life, and she's a very she's a household name at this point. So uh, that can prove to you, I guess, you don't always have to do the right things to get yourself known. But uh, yeah, that's not really a lesson. Probably actually something you more want to avoid. Uh, I know there are also rap songs named after Monica Lewinsky. She's just kind of an iconic person. And I want to see who these two presidential advisors were. Uh, Monica Lewinsky, by the way, let's just see what she's up to now. She has a TED Talk. This woman has a TED Talk. Probably just about the hell that she's been through for for uh, dealing with this. Yeah, the White House Office of Legislative Affairs is who she worked for. Um, and she was, yeah, she was with Bill Clinton at the time when Bill Clinton was married and also president. And uh, yeah, that's kind of the way the cookie crumbles. But I want to see what's her TED Talk about. TED Talk transcript 2015. Or here's some quotes. You guys ready for this? 15 most inspiring quotes from Monica Lewinsky's TED Talk. I never thought I'd be reading that out loud. Uh, let's go the uh, first one. I admit I made mistakes, especially wearing that beret. 
Wait, what, what did the brand have to do with anything? But uh, but the attention and judgment I received, not the story, but the, that I personally received was unprecedented. I was branded as a tramp, tart, slut, uh, some other words I can't read on the radio. Uh, but I have actually been seen by many, known by few, and I get it. I was easy to forget that the woman was dimensional, had a soul, and was once unbroken. I mean, yeah, she just she just did what every human being does and just did sexual stuff with someone who was married. I mean, yeah, it's, it's not a good thing, but also probably not worth ruining her life over. Personally, I, that's just kind of the way it works with cancel culture and, you know, mo- modern times. Um, you guys can tell at this point that uh, my voice is shot. And uh, the solo boss man hour was fun. I, I miss I miss my co-host. I miss Jake. Like I said, I was gonna like put on a wig at one point and run over to his chair and start talking in his mic, and I was gonna do it to Wags too. But uh, you know that just there would have been too much dead time, and, and I'm a guy who who firmly believes that dead air is is the worst thing happening in America right now. But uh, thank you guys for sticking around for this entire hour with just me, boss man. Of ten thousand takes. This was it's a bit radio presented by ten thousand takes on KFN Plus. If you guys want to listen to the show every week, we're on from two to three p.m. Hopefully with more people in the future once these guys get out of tax season. But on ninety six point seven or KFN Plus iHeart dot com. You can also listen to the podcast edition of this. We got all sorts of awesome guests coming up. We just had Mark Rosen on a few weeks ago. We've had uh, Meat Sauce, um, uh, like Dean Blandino, a lot of awesome guests on our regular podcast. Incredible guests coming up. You guys can just search It's a Bit anywhere on your podcast streaming platforms. Also, if you guys want to go to 10ktakesmn.com, you can read all the awesome blogs that our bloggers publish daily about the Vikings, Timberwolves, movies, food, uh, you know, like reviews. It's all good stuff on there. And if you want to follow us on any social media sites, you can go 10K Takes on Facebook, TikTok, Instagram, Twitter. Uh, we're on YouTube. And finally, for other shows, we got a whole fleet of awesome audio shows you guys can listen to under the 10K Network. You have the Hasbens, which is a couple former college hockey guys from UND talking about what it's like to transition back to a normal life after being the superstar. You can listen to Third and Forever, Cadam and Evan, Adam and Kevin. Jeez, I got that one confused. A couple NFL guys just breaking down what's going on in the league. We also have uh, 10K uh, Wild Takes, or sorry, we got Wild Takes, which is our Minnesota Wild show. We have the JJ Twins, which is our female personalities talking about dating and sports and just kind of life in the Twin Cities. And the Minnesota Rundown, where Jake interviews local journalists, talks sports with them, just kind of gets their take on all the outrageous, sad things that are happening in Minnesota sports. So that is kind of what we got going on at 10,000 Takes, guys. Thanks again for listening to this solo edition of It's a Bit Radio presented by 10,000 Takes and the Fan. And we'll see you next week.